presentation of BYU Athletics in association with BYU Broadcasting. BYU Broadcasting. BYU Broadcasting. BYU Cougar basketball is back in action. Yoli Charles drives and dumps. Nasty. Let's get you ready to root on the boys in blue. Long three, Haas. Yes! <laughs> TJ Haas! This is Cougar Pregame Live. On the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our live coverage of BYU basketball begins with Cougar Pregame Live. To lead things off, let's join your host, Jason Shepard. Good evening, BYU basketball fans. Welcome into Cougar Pregame Live tonight. The BYU Cougars are on the road in Santa Clara, California, facing the Santa Clara Broncos. The Cougars coming off a dominant performance against Pepperdine Thursday night at the Marriott Center. BYU beat the Waves 83-63 behind big games from Yoli Childs and Elijah Bryant. Hey, does that sound familiar? That's right. It's been the entire season. Elijah Bryant scored 25 points while Yoli finished with 21 points, 12 rebounds, and tied his career high with six assists. Coach Rose has talked a lot about getting consistent contributions from other guys, and he got that on Thursday. T.J. Hawes scored 10. Zach Selyus had 8. McKay Cannon had 8. It's exactly what this coaching staff is looking for for this team to be successful, and they certainly were two nights ago in Provo. Now, besides the win, it was really nice to see BYU put Pepperdine away and cruise to the win. That's what they're looking to do tonight against Santa Clara. Now, the Broncos were also at home Thursday night. Santa Clara lost to St. Mary's 81-57. to The Broncos have a losing record overall at 6-11, but they are 3-2 and in the West Coast Conference. Now, this is a guard-oriented team, so it'll be important to keep players like K.J. Feagan and Matt Hauser, both of whom are scoring in double figures, in check tonight. And it's interesting that this time last week, we heard from assistant head coach Tim Lacombe discussing the stark difference in styles between the University of San Francisco and Pacific. Well, tonight, Greg Rubel caught up with assistant coach Quincy Lewis, who's saying similar things about tonight's opponent, Santa Clara. Unlike the Pepperdine team that BYU saw and beat on Thursday, the Broncos love the three-point shot, and they take a lot of them. Yeah, that will be a great emphasis for us on the defensive end tonight. They, uh, they've got multiple guys who can make shots, and uh, we got to be aware of it. How different is this team, uh, Santa Clara, that is, from the team that uh, got you here at their place last year? You know, they have a number of guys coming back, but obviously they missed the Brownridge kid who was so good for them for the, those four years. But, uh, you know, Herb did a great job with his team last year, and they came came on as the season got, got along. And this year is the same thing, I think. They're, you know, they've got off to a pretty good start in the league. They added a player that you saw last year when he was playing for Princeton in uh, Henry Caruso. And he's probably one of their most well-rounded, uh, best-playing players right now. Yeah, you know, we played against him last year. Good player, can make threes. Uh, he really likes to uh, take advantage of a closeout shot fake, get to the rim. But a uh, good player for sure. K.J. Fagan's kind of taken over that Brown Ridge role, if you will. They look to him first and foremost. He has, and they've done it a little bit different way. Uh, they're using a lot more ball screens this year. Last year was more of a continuous motion with uh, Brown Ridge. Uh, but Fagan is very aggressive this year. Somebody we've seen for a long time. He's finally a senior. Is Emmanuel Endumania. He's a load down low. Boy, he is. He is. He is a man child inside. And uh, you know, in my opinion, he's about as good a defender in the interior in the league. Starting foreman is someone that played some ball in Utah, Wasatch Academy, and Josip Vrankic. Yeah, a uh, skilled kid. They got him in here as a freshman. A uh, really good pickup for him. Uh, can do a lot of different things on the floor. And and another guy, as you mentioned earlier, is a guy who can make threes. 
you guys come off a win at Pepperdine, against Pepperdine at your place on on Thursday. How good of a first step was it to kind of getting back on track with this team? Yeah, sure. You, you, you never know for sure how you're going to react to a loss uh, like the Pacific game, but I thought we did a good job coming in, doing well, and it's good to break the ice and get some of our three-point shooters going, and that's going to be really big for us uh, moving forward. As well as Yoli and Eli are playing, uh, Coach Rose is pretty clear about the fact that there still needs to be more balance beyond those guys. Yeah, there's there's no question. If, if we want to win the biggest games of all, uh, we've got to have three, four guys who give us some points. And, and we've seen uh, through the year that guys like McKay Cannon and Zach and different guys can give us those points. But uh, we need a consistent third scorer, and I, uh, I think we'll get that by the time it's over. All that said, uh, those two are playing as well as any tandem in this league, and yet there seem to be enough shots to go around. They play well off each other. You're in a pretty good situation with those two. Those guys have been outstanding, and uh, you don't feel like either one of them is forcing any shots, and we're getting good shots for them. And really, our other players are getting good shots as well. I, I, I'd expect that uh, it's, it's a pretty well-rounded attack by the time it's all said and done. Coach Rose spoke in our postgame on Thursday just about the need to really isolate every individual game as its own kind of story and not let what happened before or what has to happen down the line affect how this team plays. Do you see what he's saying with that? Yeah, for sure. But the bottom line is is we need to come in here and, and get a win on the road. And uh, that, it's, it's important. If, if we want to be uh, amongst the league leaders, this is a game that we need to get. You've been a good away team. You're 4-1 and one in true enemy gyms. They did get you at Pacific last week. But generally speaking, when you've hit it on, when you've hit it on the road, uh, you've had a good mentality. We seem to have a really good focus on the road. You know, um, you know I, I feel good about what we have coming in here tonight. And, uh, you know, I, I, I look forward to it. All right, that was uh, Greg Rubel with assistant coach Quincy Lewis. Appreciate Quincy taking a few minutes, and certainly for Greg Rubel getting that interview for us today here on Cougar Pregame Live. One thing I do want to touch on, they were talking about BYU's road record and how this team in true away games has played really, really well. Not sure if you remember it, but a couple of games ago, my pregame interview was with uh, BYU center Luke Worthington. And I had asked him, I believe it was prior to the, uh, the San Francisco game, and I was asking him about going on the road and just the, some of the challenges. And he mentioned just how much this team loves to play on the road. It's something they look forward to. And a lot of that, I'm sure, is because they've had success. You, you have as much success as they have had. And you obviously look forward to just continuing that. But I think that's an important thing to remember when this team does head on the road is that that's a place they like to be. They don't feel uncomfortable. And when they go to these gyms, most of these gyms, with the exception of a place like you know the Kennel, which is bigger, certainly not as big as the Marriott Center, but it certainly is bigger. Most of these are the smaller gyms, and it's at least half-filled with BYU fans. So that's something to keep in mind. And when you look at how BYU plays on the road, and certainly there was the hiccup, as Greg and Quincy were talking about, at Pacific. But this is a team that feels very comfortable on the road, so hoping for uh, good things tonight on the road in Santa Clara. All right, coming up next, we will head to Santa Clara to the Levy Center. It's our courtside conversation with Mark Durant. That's coming up next. Cougar Pregame Live continues in a moment on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Counting you down to tip-off with Cougar Pregame Live. 75-66, a Zuck attack in Provo. Now, let's rejoin your host, Jason Shepard. Tonight, the BYU Cougars on the road in Santa Clara facing the Broncos. That is where we will head right now to the Levy Center. It's our courtside conversation. Joining me now on Cougar Pregame Live is Mark Durant. Hello, Mark. How are you this evening? Doing great, Jason. Uh, welcome from uh, beautiful California. Beautiful yeah. day today, man. I'm telling you. It's like a shot of uh, 
sunshine coming here. Did you happen to play any golf earlier today? Was that on the agenda at all? Well, I've tried for 21 years to get Greg Rebell to go golfing with me on the trips, <laughs> and he won't, and so I feel bad leaving him behind. I kind of feel like I have to babysit him a little bit. So no golf, but uh, okay. had a great day. Well, that's good. Um, speaking of great day, that was uh, Thursday night when BYU took care of business at home against Pepperdine. And besides the individual performances, I think the best part of the win over the Waves was just the fact that BYU put them away, didn't even let them in the game in the second half. Well, that's really a key for West Coast Conference play. Uh, I mean, the teams are not great, but they're not terrible. And, they, you know, if, if you give them confidence, if they think, hey, this is the game we're going to get, you know, they don't get a lot of chances to beat the St. Mary's and the Gonzagas and the BYU's of the world. And then BYU's kind of been the weakest of those three. So that they, they really get up for the game. I mean, this is the game that we can kind of change things, turn the season around a little bit, get a big win. And so that's how you come into the game. And then uh, the first 10 minutes, they're either thinking, well, no, it's not tonight, or they're even more excited because they're ahead or in the game. So first 10 minutes are important of the game. And then, First uh, five minutes of the second half are important because that, that kind of tells them, yeah, this is this is a, we're going to have a chance in this one, and that's what we saw against uh, you know Pacific. But uh, BYU crushed, you know, they stepped on and, and just ground into the ground any scintilla of hope uh, to, that uh, they would Nicely have, done. Pepperdine would have coming into this uh, that second half, and, and and just walked away with it. So that's kind of the approach you have to take, especially against a team like Santa Clara. They, they've struggled this year you got to just take away the hope and uh, go out and take care of business and play strong, play tough early, and make it make it clear that tonight is not going to be their night. Well, and one of the reasons that BYU was able to do that in the second half was they got contributions, really nice offensive uh, contributions from T.J. Hawes, Axelius, McKay Cannon. What did you see that may have been different that led to that? Well, I mean, the confidence brings confidence, and uh, Elijah came out and hit a couple threes, and then you got a little separation. It's easier to hit a three, Jason, when you're up 10 than it is when you're up one. And uh, and so you're at home, you feel a little freer at home, and it, it just kind of goes. The real challenge is to get that contribution on the road. Now, it's the way it's always been. I mean, uh, bench players look like all-stars sometimes on their home floor, and then they, don't, they disappear on the road. So... Uh, I'm not saying BYU's guys do that or don't do that, but that's the challenge for any team on the road is to, to I mean, you're, you're probably going to have a nice game from Elijah. You're probably going to have a nice game from Yoli on the road, but can you get the, the role players and the bench guys to step up and really contribute? And if you can do that, you're going to be a pretty successful road team, but it's very, very difficult to do. It's, a, it's just a different dynamic. It's all there is to it. You're, you're used to playing at home. you got your fans behind you. You're usually ahead at home. Uh, there's not as much pressure on the shot. So you've got to find a way to, to really contribute uh, in those times where it's not such an ideal uh, scenario. With how this team is constructed personnel-wise, do we see more nights where the, the third or fourth scores are different guys as opposed to it being the same guy game in and game out? Do you think it's just built that way? I certainly uh, think that's uh, likely. I mean, typically how I like it is to have three guys, you know where you're going to come from, then doesn't really matter where the other points come from you know it's going to be t you know, 10 to 20 points from other guys but you've got your three guys getting 15 15 to 20 a night and uh, that's a pretty good formula when you got two guys and they're playing really really well uh you need i mean it puts more pressure on someone else to step up and it's a little more question mark where the points are going to come from and 
but I do think there's a lot of options. I mean, I, I think Celius has the opportunity to, to really be a scorer and be that and be a guy. And TJ, obviously, we talked to Ignacio about TJ, and he was better in that Pepperdine game. Peyton Dastrup has shown he can come into games and, and play well. Luke Worthington had nine points against Specific. And I think Jasheer Hardnett is a guy that can get you 10 or 15 points on any given night. He had foul trouble against Pepperdine. but So there's a lot of diff- different options. And, uh, you know, you get Nixon back in a week or two and, uh, it's not like the cupboard is bare, but you know it's it's just a matter of you don't like having the question mark. Where are we going to get the points? And so it, it would be nice if TJ could be a more consistent guy, so you could just rely on those three guys, and then then it's just you know whoever's kind of feeling it that night come in and play well. That that's a good formula for winning. Our courtside conversation with Mark Durant joining me from the Levy Center side of tonight's BYU game at Santa Clara, taking on the Broncos tonight. We were having this conversation yesterday on BYU Sports Nation, and we spent so much time, and you and I have had a lot of conversation. We were just talking about the the other guys and getting contributions from guys not named Elijah and Yoli. But one thing I hope fans aren't doing is overlooking or taking for granted what they're seeing out of those two guys. Yoli and Elijah are the best scoring duo in the West Coast Conference. I I hope people realize just how impressive what these two are doing is. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good point. I see them all the time. I probably take them for granted. But tell you what, Elijah is as good a guard as uh, I've seen in uh, all my years at BYU. And part of the reason he is because he's just a unique player because he's got size, he's got strength, good jumping ability, and He's a lot like a Kyle Collinsworth, but he's a better shooter from the perimeter. And Kyle Kyle did some other things really well, obviously. But uh, to have a, a, a guard that can rebound, can shoot the three, can put it on the floor and shoot a pull-up jumper, can take it to the rim and score against the bigs, could post up a guy if you wanted. Uh, I mean, it, rarely do you have a guy that has it all. I mean, a lot, everybody has a weakness usually, and whether it's a, a guard is just not big enough or not quick enough. But Elijah has a nice mix of everything, and has really been impressive. He's confident now, and that three-point shot has been fantastic. I had no idea he would could, he had the capability to shoot that well, but so smooth, so calm, could hit it late in the shot clock. He's yeah. always a threat, so he's been great. And Yoli, I, I think Elijah's probably had the better year, but uh, Yoli is the more valuable guy to me. When he's not on the floor, you can really feel it. And uh, he says a presence down low, and he can dunk it, and can do it all. And he maybe takes some ill-advised shots, and maybe you should pass a couple of times here and there. But he is a, a great presence down low and can get you buckets at the rim. And uh, he's, I think, so valuable to this team because uh, without him, I think, it, you know, you put him on the bench, and you can really see a dramatic change in how the team has to play. So those two together... Uh, that's a really nice combination. Now, if BYU can just plug in a couple more little pieces, they're going to be in great shape. Santa Clara is a team that's all about the guards. So is the formula for success tonight if you're BYU, defend the perimeter and feed Yoli down low? Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, Santa Clara's shot is if they can shoot well from three. That's the bottom line. And they're not going to overpower and out-tough BYU, I do not think, like a Pacific did. And they're going to have to rely on and make it through. Not a great three-point shooting team. Shoot a lot of them, but uh, they, they like to run uh, a pick and roll a lot. They run it from different spots, up high, down 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 low. you got to guard them different ways on each of the pick and rolls. And BYU runs a lot of their own pick and rolls, so they should be pretty good at defending that. And also you got uh, in Jumaya, he, he sets a lot of those screens, and 
if he pops out to the perimeter, you don't have to guard him, so it makes it a little easier guard in that respect. You can just help a lot with your big man, whether it's Yo or Luke or whoever, help on the screen and not have to worry about Njumai as much. But listen, it, it uh, that's a tough play to guard, and if they're knocking down threes, it becomes even tougher, and uh, that's the danger tonight. I mean, this team is not a great team that BYU's playing, but they, they shoot a lot of threes, and any team can get hot. You get that confidence going like I talked about, and then all of a sudden you're in a heap of trouble. So we'll see how it goes tonight. But this, at least on paper, and, you know, if BYU comes out with the requisite effort and doesn't take them for granted, it's a, it's a game I think BYU should win. But, you know, there's there's certainly no givens in this conference for BYU, especially on the road. Well, with that said, BYU has had a lot of success against Santa Clara. With all of that said, then, how do you see this one playing out? What type of game do you expect? Well, I, again, I think uh, Santa Clara is going to try and get the three going. Uh, Fagan, he's going to have the ball in his hand running off that high screen. He's a pretty good player. And, boy, I've seen one guy, you know, even the other night against Pepperdine Ross got hot in the first half, and it was a game in that first half. So really got to sh- you really focus on shutting down their best players and, and Fagan and, and Hauser and the, those guys, not let them get clean looks, not let them get hot. And uh, you do that defensively and then go down. You know, I think just be unselfish. Uh, use your own uh, uh, pick and roll with Yoli and Elijah and kick it to the shooters. And uh, I think that Pepperdine game was a nice boost to Celius's confidence and McKay's confidence. And, and uh, you know, just, just run your stuff. I mean, this this is there's no secret to this game. Just go out, execute, play hard, and you should come away with a, a win. All right, Mark, thank you as always. Appreciate the time, and we'll hear you with Greg coming up in just a few minutes. Thanks, my friend. Have a good one. There you go, Mark Duran, our courtside conversation from the Levy Center as we get you ready for the Cougars and the Broncos. After a quick timeout, other scores around college basketball and a look in on the divisional playoffs in the National Football League. That's all coming up next. This is Cougar Pregame Live on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our exclusive pregame coverage of BYU basketball continues. As we rejoin the host of Cougar Pregame Live, Jason Shepard. About 35 minutes away from tip-off in Santa Clara. The Cougars on the road in Santa Clara facing the Broncos tonight. We'll get you out to Northern California coming up in just a few minutes. But I do want to update you on the day in the world of sports. We will start in the National Football League. The game going on right now in the AFC Divisional Playoffs. The New England Patriots, the number one seed, hosting the Tennessee Titans. They are in the second quarter, 7.56 to go before halftime in five. Foxborough. The Titans took an early lead. They led the Patriots 7 to nothing, but the Patriots have come back with two touchdowns. They now lead 14 to 7 again with just under 8 minutes to go before halftime. Earlier today in the NFC Divisional Playoff, it was the Eagles hosting the Falcons. One of those rare times where the number 1 seed at home is the underdog. The Atlanta Falcons came in as the favorite. They ended up losing, though. This one goes to the Eagles, 15-10. to The Falcons had the ball first and goal, could not score, and the Eagles come away uh, very happy uh, there in Philadelphia today. Those are your two scores in the National Football League. Earlier today at the Marriott Center, it was BYU women's basketball hosting Santa Clara. Back and forth game in the first half. In fact, BYU had a three-point lead at halftime. Third quarter, though, changed everything. BYU surged ahead, and they would not look back. BYU 
BYU beats the Broncos 65-47. to It was a career afternoon for sophomore Brenna Chase. Career high in points scored at 23 and a career high with seven rebounds. She also had four assists. So congratulations to the BYU women's basketball team. Now 5-1 and one in West Coast Conference play. Other local teams playing right now. Utah State on the road at Nevada. Nevada with a 65-37 lead over the Aggies with nine minutes to go in the second half. Earlier today, it was North Dakota defeating Weber State by 10, 89-79. And Southern Utah at home defeating Northern Arizona. T-Birds win this one by 6, 81-75. There is one game going on right now in the West Coast Conference. St. Mary's on the road at Pepperdine. If you were hoping that the Waves were going to have this big performance and shock the Gales tonight, that's probably not going to happen. Eight and a half minutes to go in this one. St. Mary's up big, 78 to 55. All right, top 25 action. Games going on right now. Number one, Villanova with an eight-point lead at St. John's, 49 to 41. Everything else so far is a final. Number five, Wichita State wins at Tulsa, 72-69. Texas Tech upsets West Virginia, 72-71. Michigan upsets number four, Michigan State. They win by 10, 82-72. Purdue defeating Minnesota, 81-47. Duke, seventh-ranked in the country. They win at home over Wake Forest, 89-71. It was number nine, Oklahoma winning at home over TCU. 102 to 97. Xavier defeating Creighton 90 to 72. Number 11, Arizona State defeating Oregon State 77 to 75. It was Kansas over K State 73 72. Seton Hall at home. They win over Georgetown 74 61. Number 14, Cincinnati wins on the road at South Florida 78 to 55. Also, it was number 18, Miami, losing at number 19, Clemson. Clemson with the 72-63 win. Also, Arizona defeating Oregon 90-83. One more final, number 20, North Carolina wins at Notre Dame 69-68. That is going to do it for Cougar Pregame Live. Coming up next, we're going to send you to the Levy Center in Santa Clara, California for the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show with Greg Rubel. You're listening to BYU Basketball on the new skin, BYU. You Sports Network. It's time to get the inside scoop on today's game. We've got a lot of individual guys who have actually found themselves and are really contributing to our team. This is the Cougar Pregame Coaches Show, presented by Science Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Now let's head back to the Bryant Heating and Cooling Courtside seats and join the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening, Cougar basketball fans. Welcome courtside inside the Levy Center here in Santa Clara, California. As tonight, the BYU Cougars come calling in pursuit of back-to-back wins for the first time in conference play and seeking their first Saturday win since WCC play got underway. BYU's 0-2 in its weekend games early in the conference schedule. This is Greg Grubel joined courtside by former Cougar hoopster Mark Durant, and we're back by the bay for the second time in as many weeks and back in a building that until last season... Uh, was the most friendly of confines. Uh, BYU had gone 5-0 and at Santa Clara since joining the WCC, and every win here was by double digits, including wins by 35 and 34. But last season, the tables turned, and the Broncos finally got one, but only one. 
As a WCC member, BYU is now 13-1 and against the Broncos. A win tonight would give BYU wins over Santa Clara and more over Santa Clara than any other conference foe. And although Herb Sendek's team is a 3-2 and two in the league, the Broncos are 6-11 and 11 overall. They really struggle to get stops. Mark, this has to be a game BYU hopefully handles with the kind of efficiency it has historically displayed in the Levy Center. But it's been a while since the Cougars uh, just kind of had that full maybe 40-minute effort. Uh, hopefully that uh, tonight's the night. Greg, BYU's got to take care of business. Not business. Not business, but business. That's what, that's what I do. Right. I take care of business. I got on the basketball court, you take care of business. Word. And you need to be businessmen. <laughs> and what that means is you, you come out and play how you're supposed to play and play as hard as you're supposed to play and get the job done. And BYU's been susceptible to not doing that. We saw it at Pacific. First half, they weren't. it, it, it was a weird team. The good teams just go get it done. No slip-ups. Methodical. And uh, and so BYU, that's where I think this team, there's a lot of good things about this team, but that's where this team can improve and, and just go out. And This game shouldn't be, this, this should be an afterthought. But I think you're nervous and I'm nervous because of what we've seen. And who knows what team's going to show up for BYU. You, you can't have that uncertainty. It's got to be. Take care of business. Come out, play the right way. Don't even let Santa Clara hang around you and get the win like you're supposed to do. It's business time. Coming up next, my pregame conversation with BYU head coach Dave Rose as the Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show continues live from Santa Clara on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. You're tuned to the Cougar pregame coaches show. Oh, a nice stutter step right to the rim. Flood score again. For more with head coach Dave Rose, let's rejoin your host, Greg Rubel. BYU and Santa Clara coming up top of the hour. 15th meeting between these two teams since BYU joined the WCC. The Cougs have won 13 of the previous 14. BYU 6-0 in Provo, 5-1 here at the Levy Center, and 2-0 at the conference tournament in Las Vegas. Five games into the current conference campaign. BYU's in a four-way tie for third place with tonight's opponent, along with San Diego and Pacific. The Tigers have beaten, by the way, BYU and USD in back-to-back games. BYU head coach Dave Rose talked at length in our post-game conference on Thursday about to isolating every conference game as opposed to viewing each result as part of some bigger picture right now. He hopes that that approach will lead to more consistent play in conference. Well, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, we're, we're still playing with a lot of really young players. And, uh, you know, there's there's a, a lot of misconceptions of, uh, about, you know, uh, a lot of different things. And we've proven that there's a formula for us of what we have to do to win, and, and, and we, we're not very good at divi- deviating from that. And so, you know, each challenge, uh, there's another guy over there on the other side that's trying to make sure that his team doesn't let you do what you do pretty good. And so uh, that's kind of the emphasis right now is just to make sure that our, our guys understand what makes us good, they understand how we win, and then to, you know, to, to bring nothing into the game except that challenge. And what is the challenge when you take on a Herb Sendek Santa Clara team? Well, these guys are, he'll always have four shooters on the floor around one big guy. They're actually playing a little bit small this year. Um, you know, they've got the fifth year graduate transfer from Princeton that we've seen before. That's a 45%. Uh, career shooter, three-point shooter, on, you know, for his career. And then, you know, w- when you look at Matt Hauser and Fagan and and their new guy, Rankich, those guys are all 
you know, in the mid 30s, uh, high 30s as far as three point shooters. So that's what you're going to see a lot of ball screens, ball screens on the wing, ball screens in the slot, ball screens up top, how to deal with them. Uh, KJ is the best probably in the league at attacking your big in the ball screen and then be able to score out of it. And uh, so we're going to have to give a lot of help. And then we got to get back to the guys who can actually shoot the ball. So uh, then another really big key in this game is transition. They're really good in the first 10 seconds of the shot clock of getting the ball down and getting it up, especially a good look at the three-pointer. They really hurt us in here last year in transition with threes. And, so, you know, that's uh, – and then once you get that, you know, covered, then you've got to be able to to, to be, be able to guard for another 20 seconds because the shot's probably going to come late in the shot clock. You talked a few games ago, Dave, about how Wasatch Academy in Utah are really cranking out the players, and Rankich is one of those guys. Yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's really playing well for him, you know, as a freshman, and uh, he's got great kind of balance to his game. He's, you know, really good size, can shoot it, and uh, – you know, there's there's some really good players over there. If any really real basketball players want to, uh, you know, just have a night out, uh, they, 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 they've done a good job. Coach, I know they got you here last year, but generally speaking, this has been a good place for you guys to play. And every team changes, of course. But generally speaking, you get a good crowd in here and you've played well. Yeah, and, you know, we, we've shot the ball, uh, you know, pretty well in here. And, and that's been a real issue for our team right now. I mean, yeah. Uh, you know, we got we got some good help the other night, uh, but you know we're putting a lot of pressure on Eli to shoot 60% from the three-point line. You know, so uh, you know hopefully we'll spread it out. We'll get good balance. Our, our post guys will uh, get a lot of touches, and uh, offensively we have a good flow to us. The lineup change you made on Thursday uh, seemed to really do what you hoped it would do. Yeah, it did for one game. Now we'll, we'll see if if uh, you know we can play that way as far as keeping the floor spaced and and using. You know, all the area on one side and, and ball screens being able to read how they do it and then react to, you know, whatever they, however they want to guard it uh, and then have space on the floor to be able to go to the other side and make plays. And Zach made a lot of different kinds of plays for you. He did. He made a nice post up inside, hit a big three for us, got to the free throw line, converted. He, his line was really good, you know, uh, uh, for a guy who's, you know, taking his, you know, uh, his first start in a long time. You brought Dalton Nixon on this trip. Uh, how's he coming along? Well, we, we hope that uh, you know we might get a little bit of practice time out of him next week. We're gonna we'll, we'll see. It, it, it's uh, it's come along a little bit better. He's done a few things this week. Basically, went five weeks with doing nothing, and now he's done a few things. And uh, the response the next day has been pretty good. We brought him here this week to stay in his routine with our with our trainer and our strength trainer uh, because t- next week we're we're hoping to get a little bit more from him. So is it pacing pretty positively the way you see it? Yeah, so far. So, but but you know, as far as the time frame is concerned, uh, you know, we don't have we don't really have a time frame uh, because it's all based on how much he can do after what he did the day before. The hope would be to get some league play out of him, though. Clearly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Hopefully, we we get him back in the next couple of weeks. All right. Well, coach, good luck against the Broncos tonight. We'll talk to you post game. All right. Thanks a lot, Greg. That's Dave Rose and tonight's Zions Bank Cougar pregame coaches show. The Cougar tip-off show is coming your way next. Live from the Levy Center here in Santa Clara, California on the new skin BYU Sports Network. It's almost time to hit the hardwood. Shot, score! Dalton Nixon! Right to the rim, up and in! 
This is the Cougar Tip-Off Show brought to you by BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. Siegfried and Jensen, helping Utah families for over 25 years. And by your local Utah Honda dealers. Now let's head live to the Bryant Heating and Cooling courtside seats and join Mark Durant along with the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. Good evening once again from the Levy Center here in Santa Clara, California. Tonight, 14-4, BYU 3-2 in the West Coast Conference, visiting 6-11 Santa Clara. The Broncos also 3-2 in league, but they've uh, been blown out by the top two teams in the conference, losing to Gonzaga by 49 and to St. Mary's by a more modest 24. Greg Rubel, Mark Durant with you courtside. Our statistician is BYU Basketball Media Relations Director Kyle Chilton. Jason Shepard's our studio host, and Carter Malloy is our control board operator. Good to have you with us on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Our satellite flagship is BYU Radio, Sirius XM 143. Over the air on KSL News Radio. We are also on network affiliates in Idaho and Utah, globally online at BYUradio.org, BYUcougars.com slash live radio, KSL.com, and we're on various streaming apps as well. The BYU Radio app, the BYU Cougars app, the KSL app, and the TuneIn Radio app. So wherever you are tonight, we thank you for joining us. Hope you enjoy this evening's broadcast. Mark, if you had to pick a midpoint MVP for BYU, you'd have a tough, uh, a tough task uh, because both Elijah Bryant and Yoli Childs have been tremendous. Uh, Eli shooting 50% from the field, 45 from the arc, almost 90 from the stripe, while leading BYU in scoring at 17.9 points per game in league. He's at 21.8. That tops the WCC. Yoli Childs, 17.7 points per game. 8.8 rebounds a game. Second on the team in scoring. Leads BYU on the boards. He's shooting 53% from the field. He's added a three-point shot to his game. Has scored in double figures in 16 straight games. Eight double-doubles, including Thursday's game against Pepperdine. He went 21-12 and 12 with a career-high six assists so he can pass it. In league play, he's also 20-plus at 20.4. He's got 36 of BYU's 41 dunks on the year, so he's doing it all. Two tremendous showings, and it's it'd be impossible to pick an MVP, I think. Yeah, it's been fun to watch those guys. It's funny, though, Greg. Basketball's a funny thing. I mean, two years ago, if we're talking about the great guard and big man for BYU that's going to take him to glory, it's uh, Nick Emery and Eric Mika. I mean, and, it, it, you know, two years ago, you say Yoli Childs and uh, Elijah Bryant. Like, who? Who are these guys? Never heard. But those guys may be better than a- any other combination that you could imagine because Elijah has been almost flawless this year. Just every aspect of his game has been terrific. Yoli's been a little up and down, but you can really tell when Yoli's not in the game what a difference that makes for BYU. He, to me, is the real difference maker. And you combine those two together, you've got two great weapons, Greg. The question is, is just filling in the spots around him. But those two guys themselves are just fantastic. And the great thing about Yoli particularly, Greg, is he's only going to get better. I mean, he's got a lot of room to improve. He's good, but he's even going to get better than he is. And that's going to be fun to watch that. He's Yoli going to get better. We come back to the Levy Center. We'll hear from Santa Clara assistant coach Jason Ludwig as the Cougar Tip-Off show continues here on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. This is the Cougar Tip-Off show. Raise it up. No. The tip. No. The follow. Yes. Oh. Let's head back live to courtside. 
right, the BYU and Santa Clara coming up. BYU coming in off Thursday night's comfortable home win over Pepperdine. Broncos got blasted by St. Mary's here at home. Both teams, BYU, SCU, 3-2 and two in league play a short time ago. I spoke with Broncos assistant coach Jason Ludwig about getting two of the top three shooting teams in back-to-back games here in Santa Clara. The challenges are obviously you have two very good teams that you have to play uh, in a three-day span. Uh, you know, some of the other things that are very similar is uh, – much like St. Mary's, uh, you know, BYU poses a, a great issue with with uh, their ball screen offense. Uh, you have some very good guards that can come off and play pick and roll, whether it's making shots or coming off and making plays for others. And you have some really good bigs like Childs, who's, you know, really a problem uh, when he's rolling to the basket, posting up, looking high-low. Uh, so obviously some major problems when, uh, when it comes to uh, our pick and roll defense and trying to guard uh, BYU. You saw Childs, Hawes, Bryant last year, but uh, most everything else you're seeing is kind of new from last year to this, and the style of play is pretty different as well for BYU in terms of tempo. Yeah, I would say uh, that there are some some similarities and differences. Uh, one of the things that stands out, I would say, is they're not, um, you know, BYU isn't looking to push the ball as, as hard as they were last year. Last year they would, uh, you know, just come down and, the first open look, it was going up, and this year it looks like they're uh, the tempo is a little bit slower. Looking to try to play a little more inside out, looking to try to get the ball into their bigs. Um, you know, the shot selection uh, is tightened up a little bit, uh, but rightfully so. When you have someone like Yoli Childs, that's someone that you definitely want to go into as much as possible. After three wins out of the league, how gratifying was it to get off to a nice three and one start here in the WCC? Uh, you know, I, I it, it, it was very good. I, I think our guys have started to come around you know we have some young guys that we're counting on and um you know some some returners that, that are that are starting to play much better now that league has come around and um you know i i got to give our guys a lot of credit uh, despite the adversity they continue to come out every day have great attitudes be, uh they're very coachable uh and they come to work every day and and they uh they do everything that's asked of them and uh so it wasn't a big surprise that we came out and uh you know got a few wins to start off the league uh, they're, they're deserving of it, and we hope to continue to uh, to play better. Jared Brownridge was only here for four years, but it felt like we played against him for eight. Uh, he's finally gone, and uh, you're trying to find that next go-to guy. And K.J. Fagan it seems like he's kind of assumed that role for you. No question. I think that's something that, that we expected from him uh, going into this season. He's definitely assumed more of a leadership role, someone that we can really count on to you know, have the ball in his hands, take the big shots, take take uh, the – the, the, the majority of the um, of, of, of the shots in our offense. Uh, he's someone that has continued to shoot the ball really well. And um, the other part that, that of his game that's improved is is uh, the defensive end. You know, we've really been working with him to be more of a two-way player and and uh, get in great shape because we need him to play major, major minutes. And that's something that he's done a great job of, of being able to play a lot more minutes and, and uh, play with, with uh, a lot more intensity on both ends of the floor. BYU saw Henry Caruso when he came into Provo with Princeton. Now he now you get him for a grad uh, transfer year. In a lot of ways, it's a homecoming because he's from this neck of the woods, right? But how did he come to you? And he's been so good for you and really an all-around way. Yeah, Henry is, is the best. He is, um, I mean, he's just a, a, a pro. He does everything the right way. Uh, he's super coachable. He's a great kid. He's humble. He's hardworking. He's one of the toughest kids that I've ever been around. Um, and we were really fortunate. Uh, you know, in, in the Ivy Leagues, you can't redshirt. So he had an injury and uh, couldn't play his senior season, but still had a year of eligibility. Uh, both of his parents graduated from Santa Clara, and he's from about 30 minutes up the road. So it was a natural fit for him to be able to come in here and, and, and play right away and, 
and come in and become one of our, our, our leaders. And he's been terrific all season. He's really, uh, really been one of the most consistent guys on our team and just coming in every day and, and uh, you know, just, just does everything you ask. Plays hard, is a leader, he's a great person on and off the floor. Uh, you know, he's, he's, he's going to score for you when, he, when you need him to. He's going to guard, he's going to rebound, he's going to make the hustle plays. So we're really, really fortunate to have him on our program. Finally, you had a season-high home crowd here Thursday night with BYU in town. Should be another good vibe here back-to-back games. No question. I think, um, you know, this is a great, great week for college basketball in, in, in our program. You have two very good programs coming into your home court, uh, and our fans have done a great job of coming out to support. So we're really excited, uh, you know, about this game tonight. Coach Ludwig, thanks for your time. We'll see you back at the Marriott Center. Thank you very much. All right, that is Jason Ludwig. Time now for our You Be the Judge feature, sponsored by Legally Mine. Legally Mine equals asset protection. Go to LegallyMineUSA.com to learn what you can do to stop lawsuits dead in their tracks. Here's tonight's BYU basketball trivia question. Elijah Bryant has made his last 10 free throws. That's pretty good. He's made 75 of 85 foul shots on the season. That's 88%. But who's the single-season BYU record holder for free throw percentage with a minimum of 50 free throws made? The answer next as we continue from Santa Clara on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Welcome back to the Cougar Tip-Off Show. Oswald drive it, give to Yoli. Yoli with the thump and another end one opportunity. Let's rejoin Greg Rubel at courtside. BYU and Santa Clara coming up. We've got the answer in tonight's You Be the Judge trivia question brought to you now by Legally Mine. Elijah Bryant's made his last 10 free throws, has made 75 of 85 on the year. That's 88% leads BYU. But who's the single season BYU record holder for free throw percentage with a minimum of 50 free throws made? Mark, what do you think? Well, back in the day, I know Mike Smith was super good. And then obviously, uh, maybe I'm just going to stick with Mike Smith. Mike Smith. Mike Smith, 92.5% in his senior year that preceded your freshman year, BYU. He was 160 for 173. He was he was such a good shooter, man. He was fun to watch. Cougar Tip Off Show continues after this on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Cougar tip-off show rolls on. Touch pass, Selyus, three. Got it! Zach Selyus makes it a one-point game. Let's head back live to courtside. The Pinewood School Choir, under the direction of Christy Skousen.
Time now for the Timpanogos Regional Hospital Injury Report. The Timpanogos Regional Hospital Emergency Room is prepared to treat injuries of all kinds close to home. Just text ER to 23,000 for current ER wait times. Brian Andrews back home after a second knee procedure. Braden Shaw remains on the shelf with an ankle injury. Dalton Nixon travel, but is still out with a foot injury, hopefully back within a week or two. Tip-off is coming up next. This has been the Cougar Tip-Off Show on the new skin, BYU Sports Network.